0: guys, welcome to the Paddler's Playbook.
1: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to Podcast Land. Thermal convection, man. These dudes almost killed me. You know, redfish are
2: really dumb.
1: How do you take your marsh dump?
2: This fool used all my toilet paper.
1: Bro. Well,
2: now that Drew's done dragging this on.
1: TPP15. You gonna get a dozen shrimp?
2: Hey, you throwing that cast net again this weekend? Over. Oh, I almost died. I, I do not want to paddle that. Once again, he almost died. I'm not waking up at the butt dawn. I'll see you at the launch around noon. I love wake baits. Haven't you ever heard them ch ch chatter Let me double back here first. And now, a word from Salt Side Jet.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen of podcast land. We are live for another edition of the Paddler's Playbook with Chris Lewis. We're with Chris Lewis. I switched, dude, nah, we, I switched switch it up me, and dude, you said it. A,
2: it's no,
1: it's strange. not. It's not, though. It's not look, even that.
2: Look, let's go ahead and have a poll. Up. Lord. Poll. Y'all go ahead and, and poll up. Poll up.
1: I changed it up. I didn't even say my normal. My normal is... Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Podcast Land. I'm your host, Drew Turner. You're I'm with my co host, Chris Lewis. One more
2: time. <laughs> and
1: this is another edition of the Paddler's Playbook coming to you live from the Mariner Sales Studios. So, bro, we finally got some rain
2: today, man. Bro, Chacho, it poured. Probably like, finally got some rain here in uh, South Texas. My pond out back has been getting low, low, low. But, you know what, y'all got poured on. We've just been getting sprinkles
1: down here. I I really hate to say this, Chris, but we had baseball games scheduled for today, and I'm pretty excited that they were rained out because, you know, man, it's been. (laughs) Why do do adults have to be like that? (sighs) You know,
2: you get on, you know, every time it rains, you know, you got all these people posting on Facebook, rain out, rain out. Get to go
1: home, take a nap. (laughs) I was I was happy that the kids baseball game got rained out. I know that's a bad thing to say and I'm usually not that excited, but You're man, dude, the past 2 weeks seriously, I've had one night a week where I've been able to come home from work and not have to go to baseball practice or flag football practice or a baseball game hey, or some let type me of tell game you something, man. You're going one to day. miss it.
2: You're going to miss it. Look, you when you and I first met, I think Wesley was in diapers, bro. Oh he yeah, he was probably still shitting himself. Mm-hmm. And and now the dude's got a little mustache starting to come in on his top lip. Dude,
1: he's he's big. He's he's so three so inches I'm taller than you, me now.
2: I'm telling you, man, it happens way quicker than you than you imagine. And before you know it, it's gonna be that yak gear commercial that.
1: Mm-hmm. Dude, sitting on the dock there's there's still 11 more years like wesley wesley now wesley's got what five more years four million four more years but the little one cj is only seven so i still got still 11 more you, years of this it, it it
2: it goes fast and you'll you'll miss it and you'll wish that you had it back i'm 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 begging for other people's kids right now. I'm like, I'm like, look, come I'll, on, I'll bro, co- I'll coach your kid. I'll coach your kid, bring them out. bring them out. How much are you gonna cost me? I'll do it for free. Just bring me your kid. I got this, all this equipment and I'm ready to play ball.
1: The six, seventh six, seven, and eight year old uh, Diamondbacks pitching machine. We can use all the help we can get right now. Uh, no, co- come on with it. Come on with. Now we well, are we're we're four and three on the season. We, we played the Astros two weeks in a row, won our last game 10-9 to 9 in the very last inning. So, they, they've been pulling out it and getting makes better.
2: It, makes it a good game, you know, whenever they're actually out there battling. But, uh, speaking of battling, man, uh, did you battle with some screws on that Black Pack
1: Pro? <laughs> the Black Pack Pro has a lot of screws. Um took me a little while to put it together. Not very complicated. It's just, it is well built. It's a well thought out product. Um, now, I sent there's you a text. so many
2: screws, they put a disclaimer on it, huh? Yes,
1: yes. But, but, I don't want to be one of those guys. I sent you a message today, and I said, I don't want to mention exactly who. I don't want to throw shade on nobody. But there's a lot of people talking about a new product about how great it is and they've never even been in one um oh 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 oh! well so i'm I'm, been, I'm not gonna talk about that. how great this new black pat pro first is impressions, though. i'm excited I mean, about first it impression. yeah and in your hands first impression you had light well yeah it's well built i put it together it's it's made in america and assembled in texas in the garage on saturday in while <laughs> i was sweating um but first impressions, nice and light. It's actually thirteen by sixteen, so that's inside dimensions. That's not, you know, you know, the old one we were talking just a it's second like a
2: ago. Three quarter inch lips.
1: Yeah, it had the lips on each side, which were a little hard. But they put a lot of thought into it. Um I can't wait to get it out on the water. And I'm gonna get it out on the water at GRS very, very, very soon. Next GRS, guys, is May 7th. Where's May 7th, that, Chris? And, and uh and
2: Poor Drew hasn't hasn't stuck a redfish in the face in who knows how long, man. Um since it's gonna December. At, it's going to be at Jackie's Brick House. That's where the weigh-in is going to be, which is in Kima, Texas. And and I tell you what, anybody who has ever been there knows it's a super cool place to hang out, have beer, and they've got great food and usually some entertainment. But It is a pain to get to. Look for back roads. Uh, Anybody that's listening that's going to participate in uh, GRS on May 7th, look for back roads. Do not go anywhere near 146, man. Um, 146 right now is under construction, so it's going to be all kludged up. And 45, there's always something shitty going on on 45.
1: Yeah, so anybody, especially if you're on fish, just give Chris a message. Let him know where you're coming from, so he can tell you how to get into Jackie's. Yes, please. Go ahead and tell me yeah, exactly. Let where us you know coming which from. which which way you're coming from, so we can you know help strategize to get you to the weigh-ins. The, do you know where you're fishing at? Besides in the water? No, no, I don't. Um, I, I'm hoping one of the places that we talked about is going to pan out. Uh, I may or may not get to fish it Saturday. Or Sunday, we'll see how the weather goes. But I'm going um, either,
2: both days either way.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go out in the wind. If it's windy, might as well go anyway because tournament day it's gonna end up windy anyway. Yeah. That's just the way tournaments go in March, April, sometimes but even into May. We got
2: we've actually got pretty decent tides this weekend. Yes, and the weekend following we do not. So your strategy for fishing this weekend is going to have to be different the following weekend.
1: Well, as long the areas that I plan to fish both have deep areas, shallow areas, have tidal influx in and out. So I, I'm hoping that although I might not find a pattern, if I find quality fish in the area that I'm fishing, that the quality fish will still be in that system. I may just have to change location of where I'm targeting those quality fish. Because the quality fish, no matter if it's a low tide or high tide, they're not going to completely leave an area and move on to the next area. I'm just hoping to find a few quality fish for pre-fishing is all I'm looking for. I think
2: that's what everybody's doing, trying to find a few quality fish.
1: Well, you know what I mean. Like, that's the...
2: Hey, you know what was, was crazy is um, I was talking to old Chris Turner about um, doing some pre-fishing, and he asked, are you going to uh, take the skiff out? And, you know, I've been thinking about it ever since um, the last GRS. It's a bad idea to go pre-fish in a boat versus – pre-fish in a kayak and I'll you tell get ADD? you ADD
1: you get ADD
2: no it's not ADD it's just um, I did not think of dialing in my game from a kayak because fishing from a kayak is completely different than fishing from a boat and fishing from a boat is completely different than fishing from a kayak you're going to fish differently you're going to use different techniques you're going to dial it in mentally it's going to be different and i think that was one of my problems why um i didn't get on the although i knew the quality fish were at the location where i was i did not find them that day because i could not mentally dial in how to fish pro- properly from the kayak i was i've been fishing from the boat it's a different aspect of fishing man it's completely different so
1: now are you are you talking about like a technique-wise, it's different. Or are you saying you just have to have different? So this is how. What do you mean? Yeah.
2: So when when you're in when you're in a skiff, okay, you are you're primarily sight fishing. Mm-hmm. You are. You can't help yourself. Well, no. It's. I mean, that's that's the name of the game. Once you're yeah. in a skiff, I mean, one person is sight sighting fish from. You know six foot up Well honestly Much taller than six foot At Eyesight is probably ten foot And then the person that's on the deck Is eight foot You know Depending on his or her height In a kayak you're almost At water level So the sight casting game Kind of Is removed Somewhat But Normally, whenever I'm fishing from a kayak and I want to sidecast, I stand up and I start to work my shorelines while standing and paddling. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that once, and I didn't even think about it because mentally my game wasn't there. But that's how that's how I fish normally in the kayak. Um, also, in um, in the kayak, uh, I immediately said. Man, my, my top water game's not working. I can't sight fish, so I need to go to the popping cork. And so I fished that freaking popping cork all day long. I'm, I'm surprised I didn't wear it out. And that's like setting yourself up for failure because you're immediately going to one technique that works But it doesn't always work the best. Mm -hmm. Now, every tournament angler has, every redfish tournament angler has a popping cork rig ready to go because, just like I said, it works. But you're not always going to, in fact, I have never pulled a big fish off of a popping cork. I've pulled overs (laughs) off of a popping cork. cork. Yeah, but I've never pulled like a fish that won me a bag, you know off of a popping court,
1: I'm surprised to hear you say that, you know, you're standing up paddling shorelines during tournaments to sight cats fish is what you do the majority of the time. Yeah. Cause I, I've been doing the opposite. So, you know, I like to, I like to post up and beat the hell out of an area. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of guys. That
2: do, and you know what I should have done this last, uh, and, Somebody dropped that little piece of advice on me um, about three or four days before the tournament. They were like, man, I think I'm just going to go and and just pick my spot that I knew there were fish at and just start beating it up, you know, casting over and over and over and over and over again and grind that spot until they show up. And I not once did I think about using that technique because – I knew exactly where the path were that the fish had been moving in and out of. Mm.
1: They had to go through that area.
2: They had well, they, no they didn't have to because the water was so high they got scattered. I got um you. but even though they're scattered at some point while I'm out there in the 8 hours that I'm fishing, <laughs> they should have moved through that area. And after I thought about it, we Um, Scott and I both caught fish. Our first fish that we caught were very close to that area. So it was like, and we both afterwards were kind of like, dude, we should have just sat there and just pounded the crap out of that. Every like square inch of that area. But I was so keyed in on this. I've got to see fish. I've got to see fish. I've got to see fish that. I covered, I don't know, seven miles of shoreline, maybe even more
1: mm-hmm.
2: just by, and working the popping cork the entire time. Dude, it was just a bad, like conglomerate of mistakes. There's a bunch of bad mistakes. Um, my A game wasn't there. And like I said, to dial it in on a kayak tournament, you really should just go ahead and fish out of a kayak to dial it in because it is a different fishing atmosphere. It's a different fishing technique. And you know what, dude, we have been talking a lot about tournaments on this podcast lately. And I hate for people to think that this is just a tournament fishing podcast. But It, is not, not, it is not. It's not, it's not, it's just, it's the season, man. We've been amped up about it. You know, GRS is, is honestly the biggest um, tournament series on the Gulf coast right now. Um, we're excited about it, you know? And, um and in this episode man um my brain was all over the place
1: (laughs) well there was there was there was so much to talk about but not a whole lot to talk about if that makes any sense you guys will see you guys will see during this episode
2: i well they'll hear i don't know if they'll see but (laughs) yes (laughs) they will notice um <sighs> dude the technical di i've i never have technical difficulties with my equipment not like you
1: <laughs> i'm leaving all of it in there too i'm not editing yeah, any of the technical difficulties like, out
2: i'm always make sure my stuff is ready to go it's in good working order but everything is now it's three years well some of it's older than three years old but it's old i've been using it a lot it's worn out My pop screen fell off. You guys can probably hear, you know, and it wouldn't go back on. It wouldn't go back on right for sure. Um, Then cable started to deteriorate right in front of my eyes. I was like, what the hell is going on? Our
1: our guest, Chris Castro, got kicked off by the Russians. A dozen times. Like 12
2: times. Yes, he was invaded by the Russians like 12 times, man. And uh, it was just there were times where y'all might have asked me a question that I might have been on some other planet.
1: <laughs> you were definitely out there a little ways uh, twirling around a pop screen, and we're trying to figure out what the heck's going on, and you got all kinds of crazy stuff going on. But on this episode, guys, we're talking a little bit about tournaments, we're talking a little bit about etiquette, but we're the whole episode is really about spots. Like, what do you do if your friend takes you to a spot? Like, is that your spot now? Is it still his spot? What what, what I happens? Claim, I claim it. <laughs> I claimed this is my spot. It, you know, what do you what do you do about that? And then we also just talk about you know tournament etiquette. What happens when you get to your tournament spot and there's already guys there about to launch? Um, how do you handle that situation? uh we hear some stories that both Chris's, Chris Lewis and Castro have dealt with during tournaments um so yeah this episode's really just all about spots spot spot spots 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 spots
2: spots 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 spots
1: spots 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 Where's the spot gonna be at May 20th through the 22nd?
0: Hey, bro staff, I've got some news for you. Plano is going to give you a 15% discount at the Galveston County Got Fish Expo, May 20th through the 22nd, just for mentioning you're a member of the bro staff. Not enough to lure you in, you say? Well, with the purchase of a Plano bag, and let's face it, you're going to buy one anyway, you'll receive a Berkeley gift. Still turning your nose up? How about a Plano gift pack raffle with qualifying purchase and, of course, name-dropping the bro staff. While you're dropping names, let me drop one for you. FPV Power Distribution Hub. Never heard of them? Well, let me enlighten you. The FPV Power Hub is a plug and play solution for those wanting to power multiple items on their kayak, around their camp, or in their camper van. With 4 ports that can be turned on and off via a supplied remote, and 2 ports that are always ready to go, just like you. Just log on to MarinerSales.com, that's S-A-I-L-S.com, and pick your FPV power distribution hub up today. It's all in the name and who you know, bro staff, and aren't you lucky, you know Real Sportswear. The name for quality fishing and sportswear. Now with their new Fractured Series Performance Shirts. These shirts provide performance-minded anglers around the good old U.S. of A. with comfort and protection needed in the harsh elements of the marine environment. Log on to Real Sportswear today and put your name on one. That's it for me, bro staff. My name is Saltside Jess, and as always, I'll see you on the salt
2: side. Well, guys, if you haven't already guessed, we're back with our friend Chris Castro, from the lovely Corpus Christi area. And Chris, man, I sure in the hell do miss you, dude. You, well, know, you, dude. you know, we, we haven't uh, seen each other since Cats. I um, know. Um,
1: well, you, you may see him May 7th. Me and him were talking a little bit. He was... You gonna
2: come out? To,
1: he He's talking about coming uh, to GRS on May 7th. We'll wait, see if he shows wait. up. We'll see. we'll see. We called him out on the I'll, last episode. We called him out. I'll even give you Drew's
2: secret spot, man.
1: (laughs) Look, Castro Hunter did his commercial for GRS, and he ended it with, all right, all you kayak guys, come put yourself to the test. The last event of the year, it'll be kayaks versus boats. Put put your and we both were, we're like, right. "Oh, we Chris the Castro, reason. there's I Castro, Castro. He can't, he can't, he, can't, can't that. he can't give that up. He can't give they're, it up." They're actually
3: so I didn't I didn't know that. So he he's doing that
2: yeah. yes. at the very end. Oh so wow! The, it's well, a tournament of we, champions. The, first one, the very first one was kayaks versus boats too. Yes.
1: Oh wow. And it's going to be tournaments of champions, right? And it's an invitational, so they're going Im- to invite so many boat guys, so many kayak guys, and it's going to be head to head. It's not going right. to be, yeah, it's it's not going to be like the kayak division versus the boat division, but it's just going to be everybody's in one pool yeah. at the very end for that tournament. So that's going oh, to be fun. sweet.
3: That's sweet. I like that. I didn't, I didn't know that. I wish I would have known that. Well, now you do. Now I do. Now I have no excuse. <laughs> So tell got, us what's
2: been going on over there in Corpus, man. Oh, just, Are y'all battling freaking winds like crazy right now? Yeah, we're battling
3: winds. It's that weird time. You know, Corpus is probably one of the windiest cities average-wise around the nation. I mean, 20 every day. Oh, dude. On the low end, you know, we, yeah. we had 67-mile-an-hour gusts with 50, 47, 50 sustained about a week and a half ago.
2: I saw that, man. I um, mean, that's like
3: touching... You know, tropical storm, hurricane force winds, and it's we're just everybody's just going to the stores. You know, <laughs> like it ain't no thing.
2: <laughs> Chris Fowler, um, uh, his he showed a picture where his sign blew off of his store and got all like crumpled up and yeah. jacked up and stuff. So yeah, um, la- ladies are 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 um, walking the streets holding on to their eyelashes. Mm-hmm. So they don't fly windy. Off the corpus.
3: Temperatures are right though. The fishing has been great.
2: Water offshore, 20, the water temps are yeah,
3: yeah. The water, everything's ready. It's just good old mother nature, you know. If I guess if, if there's a, a plus and a minus side to living in Corpus, you know, the, the fishery is great, right? But mother nature definitely protects the fishery. I mean, if it was like I always kind of think back to my whenever I used to fish Pompano Beach a lot in Florida, and uh, man, those guys have it made like every other day is a great day but out here in, in corpus it's not so man you got to really pick your days and that's kind of what we're battling right now it's just every year we deal with it you know it, it'll it'll get better once uh, everything transitions but right now you sort of have to pick your pick your days
1: unless it's tournament day and then you can't pick and then you, you can't just gotta pick shit. you gotta yeah, money's on em- the line, embrace yeah. the suck and put on a popping cord yeah like yeah, <laughs> yeah. just just sling it and, and start
2: start so, ripping Speaking mm-hmm. of, man, somebody sent me a message the other day and they were like, Well, I'm going fishing or something like that. And I said, Boy, it's 20 plus outside. Wind is, is blowing. You ain't going fishing. He's like, Well, it's going to blow hard on tournament day anyway. It's like, Yeah, but every single one of these dudes that are on here on Facebook right now, you're on Facebook because you got your feet up, drinking an ice cold beer because you don't want to be out there messing with the wind, you know, fishing and all that damn wind. Unfortunately, poor people over there in Corpus Christi, they carry around sunburns as just as much as they do windburns.
3: burns. <laughs> uh, yep.
2: it is is freaking windy, bro.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we awesome. battle through it though, you know. There's there's strategy with wind. Either love it or hate it, but yeah, there's ways around it. You got some now, good
2: areas to escape to. Shut up, Drew. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Come on, Drew.
2: Stop trying what? to interrupt
1: me. No, I just I hey, want to know because by, by we've talked way. about it before. Do you fish the windblown shoreline? Uh,
3: it, it's part of my. I always refer to my my fishing as it's. It's. I'm very circuit based. And what I mean by that is like, I, obviously, I'm always on the move, but I have different bodies of water. I have different circuits that I hit, and, and I'm on a rotation. Like I'm on a, a certain pattern that I know well, and um, yeah. To answer your question, some of those, if it's windy there it the game plan changes you know there are certain shorelines where I, i'll make that a part of where i want to go uh to see if they're stacked up against those wind uh, sh- driven shorelines which sometimes it's great dude sometimes it's not you know it's um i i think whenever wind is is a is a factor dude it's are you fishing effectively you know what i mean like is your presentation there to where it makes sense in the wind cuz dude fight? Yeah, man. Like I've I've battled, you know, twenty five mile an hour winds up against a shoreline, and when you're throwing the same soft plastic you would if you were in five ten, your that lure is not what it, what it what it should. You know what I mean? So it's there's a lot of adapting. I feel at least you know, but um, sometimes I nail them and sometimes I don't. Other times it's a completely different scenario. I think every little water system sort of brings a different. Uh, different strategy you know different patterns it's all the same but there's always a little bit of a different pattern even if you're comparing like a laguna flat to like a matagorda style or a lower laguna or different marsh systems like you know you we all know the tendencies of a a marsh fishery but they all they do have different playouts you know so yeah
2: we got drew we've got some buddies that would say um, if the wind is blowing, just beating the shit out of a so- shoreline, they're going straight there with like the biggest top water plug that they can find, and they're uh-huh. just going to smack the crap out of that shoreline for that, you know, the entire day if they want to. Yep. Um, and do you remember? I think Scott Knoll talked about it on on whenever he was on our podcast, and he said the fish are on that shoreline for one reason and one reason only to eat to eat that's the only reason they're on that shoreline it's not because they got pushed over there Uh -uh. the fish that you're catching can can deal with that current and that wind very easily but the bait that they're eating cannot so if there's if there's a fish over there it's over there for one reason only, and that's it's, to eat. To it's eat. feeding. Yep. That's yeah. a great
3: yeah. point. Yeah.
1: So if you have a windblown shoreline and you can find some bait on a windblown shoreline, it is most likely getting hammered or about to get hammered in some way, shape, the, or form.
2: The last fish that I caught um, on at GRS <clears throat> on the way back to the launch, I caught on the windblown shoreline, and we were getting beat up. We were supposed to have like 12-mile-an-hour 12 12 mile winds all day long. Ended up being like 18. And uh, we were getting beat up on the shoreline, and I'm just like, man, I'm just going to work the hell out of it with this popping corp. And that fish, I could have swore it wasn't over. It hit that damn lure and took off like a linebacker and just did not give me any slack. Got him to the boat, and it was like 24. (laughs) But he was aggressive as hell. Oh, yeah. He was hungry. He was wanting to eat.
3: I have I more breakoffs in the wind than anything else. When probably. when I'm battling a fish, just with in high wind situations, high current, all that, you just add it the all together. It's getting all um, rocked
2: all over the place and trying not to get hard. tangled in this, tangled in that. Exactly. Where's my net? Oh shit! It got caught by the wind. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep.
2: Oh wait, do you even use a net, Castro? Or do you I do, man.
3: It? And um, but I tell you what, dude, I'm getting ready to. To just get rid of it, dude, I, I've lost a couple of uh, really nice ones the past couple outings because of my net, so I don't know. So Me the my alternative,
2: net aren't it- we, we always talk about this give and take, right? We always talk about the give and take whenever we're fishing. Like, if you, if you want speed in your kayak, you're going to have to give up stability. If you want stability, you're going to have to give up uh, uh, speed. S- with fishing, giving up your net, what are you gaining? Giving it up? Yeah.
3: Hmm.
2: And what are you losing?
3: I mean, for me, in in my style, I'm, I'm, if I'm using my net, I'm gaining a little, for me, I'm gaining a little bit more security as far as just getting that fish in without any shakeoffs. But the problem that I have is I, especially in these high winds, since we're talking about high wind situations and and, uh, you said Scott Noel talking about. Uh, punching uh, topwaters. I do the same thing, but I don't use always topwaters. I'll use, like, these ripping slashes, which is just a subsurface, you know, and um, they're on treble hooks. The, what I lose from using a net, or what I, I guess, yeah, lose it is, dude, I run into so many issues, and I have this issue with Big Trout, too. Whenever I'm using treble hooks, I know everybody and their mom's going to say, well, just go, to, go switch over to Jay's, but I just, I, I haven't, I, I don't. And um, I lose fish, man. I've lost a lot of fish because of the net and hooks. Wait, you're a catch you'll... and
2: release, dude, and you're not doing yeah, yeah. in in line singles.
3: Well, I mean, I'm I'm talking in a sense of like a, a live weigh in event, you know what I mean? Right. Or trouble
2: has got to come
1: with the live weigh in. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, you get you get three chances to stick yeah. them in the face yeah. instead of just one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you've got three hooks on there too, I mean, you're all right, so You're taking have, your odds way, way down. Drew, I've got a specific thing in mind that,
2: that you're actually going to lose whenever you drop the net. What is your take on if you get rid of the net, what are you gaining, what are you losing?
1: <clears throat> if you get rid of the net, I mean, there's, there's a lot of instances, like Chris was saying, if you're using treble hooks, you dip the net down in there and you get one of the back end of the treble hook in the net or the front end of it in the net, and you're giving leverage to the fish on pulling that out of its mouth if you don't have that fish in the actual net. Now, I've done it both ways. Bass fishing, don't ask me why. I feel like I have to have my net all the time. All the time I feel like I have to have my net. I'm more comfortable getting the fish grips out and grabbing a redfish than I am doing that with the bass when most of the time it's opposite. And I I don't know why that is. Don't, don't even ask me why, but I guess maybe because I've been red fishing a lot more often. Um, I think, I mean, I don't really know what you're losing by not using the net. As far as redfishing is concerned, because I don't have, I don't have redfish come off when I'm trying to net it compared to if I was trying to use the fish grips with it. Like, I don't knock, what I, do I don't you, knock it out of its mouth.
2: Okay, what do you have to do to the fish in order to successfully get them to the boat and get a fish grip
1: into their mouth? I mean you got to get them close enough to reach them. I mean you you get an extended reach with that's the it, get them close enough and, and that's it. You, um, yeah, you got to open up the fish grip
2: so, to me, you got to get wear them, them out.
1: To open their mouth. Yeah, to I me, mean that's gotta true. You got to wear them out. That's true, but you got to play
2: the fish. It, you got to wear them out because you can't get them to the boat and have them slashing around all over the place. With a net, you you get a fresh fish.
1: Yeah. You can
2: horse them right into that that net get him into the boat you don't have to worry about having more out um i think that's what you lose whenever you drop the net
1: and that may be it chris because we've talked on here before i don't horse in redfish at all like ever you I, you want to you want a tournament fish you better start <laughs> well even when i'm tournament fishing though i i i just i can't make myself tighten the drag all the way down and horse them in i don't lose enough fish for that to happen now when i'm bass fishing though i i guess just from watching the guys on tv you real dance s- that shit you you and then you reel that bitch as fast as you freaking can to I get love it in there bass
2: fishing sometimes because the, the fish just comes across the, the surface of the water <laughs>
1: It's just skipping across, but <laughs> you just rip them in as fast as you can, and maybe it's because the fish are jumping and everything, and bigger head shakes. You think you're going to lose them faster, but man, when it, when a redfish hits a wake bait, it ain't coming off. Ooh. Like it, it's going to have to completely cut your line off on the oyster reef or something like that. That that wake bait ain't coming out of that fish's mouth. Castro, do you feel like you have to play the fish more whenever you're just using fish grips,
2: or 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 just your hand?
3: Yeah, uh, but I mean, when it comes down to tournament fishing, you know, like you said earlier, you got to fight those fish aggressive. I I don't really let them play around too much. I I mean, there's a limit, right? You don't want to. You got to know your hooks. You know, have good hooks. If you don't, um, then obviously you got to fight them with a certain drag. But I'm all about landing that fish as soon as I can. I don't care if it's still green. Or what, dude? I'm just, I'm bringing that fish in, landing it, handling it. And if I got to release it, release it. If I'm going to string it up and take it to away, and then, you know, it's all about speed to me, you know, time is money. <laughs> that
2: last, that last cat's event, I caught uh, one of those redfish in open water, man. And wow. I had, I had nothing to brace myself against to fight this fish. And that's why that sucker died because it just, it would not come to the freaking kayak. And if you're just in open water, what are you going to do?
3: Yeah. That was Especially very, that day with hard. wind. It was crazy yeah, that, that, that damn, weekend. I remember the that, damn that. wind. Yeah. That was you cats, know what's, uh, when, I, when, when the one that I fished with you guys?
2: Yeah. Well, the or second, is that the
3: one you won? Oh, that's the one you guys won, right? Yeah,
2: that's the one in Rockport. That's right. It was yeah. a beautiful day. I mean, yeah, the morning the morning was crazy as hell because, of course, Matt Murphy wanted everybody to start fishing at 3 a.m. in the morning. Because um, <laughs> he's a duck hunter. He's <laughs> like, hey,
1: 345, first yeah. launch.
2: I was like, jeez, Louise. And there were dudes, like, doing it. And I'm going, yeah. nah, I'm just going to sit here in my kayak. I'll read the news for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this is not safe. <laughs> the
3: signature Matt Murphy moment right there.
2: <laughs> but... um Oh I was going to say oh we we wait you know from like December through February you know just waiting for things to warm up and we're like oh man I can't wait till it warms up you don't have to worry about it too damn much because you just go you know 25 clicks south and yeah. the water's still you know pretty pretty warm um,
3: I'm I'm in trout mode typically through and, through the winter and that
2: time of year yeah, yeah I'm not that's a, all I'll go for guy. I need I need to make it down there and come try out some of these big trout man I got so many areas now
3: me. man I've I've really sort of expanded my my reach the last couple of years and I found some really good solid new territories that are obviously low pressured uh because I just man I, I fished them hard this year and I and, hadn't really seen many but dude a uh, big trout man oh it's it has its place for sure, dude. My it, biggest trout
2: was twenty-two fun. inches, man.
3: Oh yeah, no. Once you really, hit, that's oh, all. Wow. you yeah.
1: Twenty-two is the biggest trout you've inches. ever caught.
3: Oh, oh wow, yeah, and that now, was with one, Colin. <laughs> once you oh, hit wow. like uh, five pounds, there's like a uh, there's a difference, and then once you hit that seven, eight pound, you're like, wow, this is. I'm in a different world now. It, it, it's it's unique.
1: It's different when you feel something that's pulling. I mean, it's not going to pull like a redfish, but it's pulling almost like a redfish and taking drag, and then you start feeling head shakes, and you're like, "Holy shit, that's a trout!" Like yeah. this, this isn't a, this isn't a twenty-two, twenty, twenty-four inch redfish. This is a big trout here. This, this thing is, this thing is doing something. But why? So you're, you're saying you're finding new locations and everything. I was going to use this, this as a segue. Yeah, no, le- less oh, I've pressure. Got, I've
2: got a very specific. Uh, Waited to, to segue into this drew so you know what's great about having friends that are in the same state but like a dozen cities away
1: you They'll can take, take you to, to the, their good spots yeah yeah you can take us you can take us to your yeah. good
2: spot you know, whenever yeah. we come down there. that's then, true man I, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not going back <laughs> no that's our, very true that's very yeah. true
1: and this is a perfect segue because
2: I know Drew has something very specific. He well,
1: no, to that, talk about. that's that's what I was going to say. You know, th- this this episode is going to be kind of all about spot etiquette and just mm. the way we each – each of us – um you know think about spots and if we would fish this spot or what happens if this happens it's going to be a lot of hypothetical questions you guys are going to going to hear because there are a million different ways to look at fishing spots and i know chris may be a little different than Castro, which may be a little different than me. Our tournament spots may be a little bit different than the fun fishing spots. You may take some people to certain spots, but you definitely aren't going to take other people to certain spots. So let's let's just start off with a really simple hypothetical. You are fishing with one of your friends that you have known for 10 or 15 years. You have never fished at this spot that he is taking you to. After you guys fish the spot, you freaking kill it. You kill it. Now he you doesn't kill s- it until after? Yeah, I mean you've killed it. You guys kill okay. it that day. You know that this may not be his tournament spot. So this isn't a tournament spot. How often Can you go back to that spot by yourself now? Is it completely on limits? You don't have to invite that guy anymore. You just go by yourself. You can bring other people to that spot that you've never fished before now. Chris, what what do you think? Like, is it okay to go back to that spot without you asking? Lewis, I'm going to call him. Pot liquor is Castro. I'm going to call the pot liquor Castro.
2: Um, okay. So here, there is a, in my mind, I've always had the same thought process on this, man. I don't talk about fishing locations with many people. If anyone, there's like two people that I actually talk fishing spots with or fishing locations with. One of those people happened to be my fishing partner. Everyone else, you're 100% welcome to come fish with me, any location, anytime, I don't care. I I don't care. Don't ever ask me about a spot, though. Don't ever ask me a, a, about a place to go fish. I will tell you, you want to find out? Come fishing with me. Mm. That's the only way you're going to know. If you go back uh, without me, I don't own the water. I don't own that location. Um, it's not going to hurt me. I'm not gonna care, but I can't. I, I don't come bitching at me if you didn't catch anything at that that spot that we had the magical moment at, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I may have had them figured out, and you didn't know that. Whenever we went, you know, or it might have just been a fluke. Might have been just a mm-hmm. crazy wild day where all the cows were standing that morning.
1: But will, will you go back to a spot that somebody else takes Okay, will you I two? go
2: back to a spot that some... I'm trying to think if I've ever done it.
1: That's the thing. Like, you've never been there. Castro takes you to a spot.
2: We, what happened to Castro?
1: I said he'll be right back. But, you know, say Castro takes you to a spot. You guys kill it. Do you then have to invite him every time you go to that spot again? Do you feel, do you feel like you have to let him know you're going out there or do you feel like you need to invite him first since he's the one that showed you that particular spot?
2: I feel like it'd be common courtesy to let him, that person know, Hey man, I'd like to go and, uh, and, and learn this, this area a little bit more. And, um, I think it's, you know, pretty good place to fish, pretty cool place to fish. Um, you're the one that showed it to me. All right, I'm, I do have a a, a for instance, okay? Mm-hmm. I did go fishing with a fellow and had a freaking fantastic day, and I killed it. We all killed it, okay? It was three of us. We had a killer day. Big fish, man, solid fish. Um. Two weeks later, there was a tournament, mm-hmm. and I said, hey, dude, Conditions have changed, I know this, that that area might not be producing anymore, but I'd like to go try it again. What are your thoughts?
1: Now, did you ask him because you knew maybe he would be in that spot for the tournament? Was he fishing the tournament? or he was not. You? No, he okay. was not
2: fishing that, that tournament. Um, and In fact, not only was, was that person okay with it, but he offered me some advice fishing that area i think whenever you're personable with someone at that point you know in that that at that time with that type of information and that sensitivity things change you know mm-hmm. um, whereas if you just if you if your buddy just took you to a place y'all had a great time you killed it and then you know you start going back there time and time again and you bring you know another person with you and then bring another person with you you know that's honestly how places kind of get blown up Mm
1: -hmm. but
2: um once again man how do you how do you fight the the fact that you don't own nor have rights to cock block anyone
1: to any certain spot
2: yeah to any certain spot um fishermen are tight-lipped about a lot of things man um and and you know that myself I don't talk about certain things because I kind of have like a little superstition it's not necessarily that I don't want anybody to know I don't give a shit come out there let's let's battle it out in the same damn place but I feel like the more I talk about where I'm fishing uh the more I talk about the the tactics that I'm going to use, the more tainted <laughs> that day becomes.
1: The more information that you give someone, the 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 less,
2: I believe my shit gets watered down, dude. I believe my mojo gets watered down. I believe my um, my confidence gets watered down. You know, I start second guessing things the more I talk about it. So I just, Hmm. I try not to. I just try not to. So,
1: so you think it's like an energy thing? Like, if you keep putting off and talking about what you're doing and how you're doing, it's going to have a negative effect on going forward. Do you think it's because maybe you lose a little focus if you're just talking about it and trying to explain it to somebody else instead of like being in the zone?
2: there's a couple reasons so if we're going if we're going just to talk about you know just the tournament aspect of it there's a couple reasons one is if you don't talk about it then you can't fucking blame nobody about it excuse the f bomb there but that's true that's that's one that's like a big reason okay mm-hmm. two is just the bad juju man the bad juju that comes with you know opening up your mouth
1: mm-hmm about I, about your tactics and everything or about the actual just spots? about
2: just about everything like man i talked about it too much now now you know things aren't going to go right now things aren't going to be good for me i've i've done
1: opened you've, up my mouth too damn much you've added in some extra doubt that doesn't have to be there like it's, Dude, an, it's an added. I mean, I'm not an it excuse. Something
2: tangible. It's not something tangible. It's something superstitious.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> it's well, that's supernatural. What, that's what I'm saying. There's no that that extra. It's not an excuse, but it's another excuse on <laughs> what's going wrong. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm the same way. Like, I don't want to have any excuses why I didn't catch fish, other than the fish weren't there. Like did that's just, the only did, excuse did that I want to tell myself.
2: just, dis, where did he go? Did he uh, have to go make a poop. Uh,
1: he said his computer just restarted, just like that. What the hell? Um, he did say he was doing some updates on it. So, um, that's Windows computers for you, ladies and gentlemen. Windows computers. Every time are the you best. think
2: you've got them, you got them updated. They hit you with another update.
1: So yours is more of a superstition on. Why
2: you don't want to talk a lot
1: about where, what you're doing, how you're doing it.
2: Yes. And it's also, though, it's, um all right. My mom taught me a very valuable lesson, okay, whenever I was younger. Sorry, guys. Y'all listen to me jack with my stupid, hold on. Give me a second.
1: I'm just, I'm going <laughs> to mute you here. I I'm muted Chris, guys. He's His little pop filter is going everywhere. He's unscrewing stuff and... He's flipping stuff around and everything, so he he just took it completely off. So no more pop filter. Okay, I'm gonna unmute off. him now. Okay. I just took it off, man.
2: All right, so um
1: man, you know our buddy Ringo?
2: Yes. All right. So back when when Ringo and I were growing up, um we used to we were like Nintendo buddies. Okay. Him and another guy named Steven. And we would spend our summers doing just stupid shit at the pool and um, hanging out at the playground and definitely playing Nintendo and trying not to get bit by his dog. His dog was vicious. It had no teeth, but it was terribly scary. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Vicious dog with no teeth. All right. The
2: dog was psycho, bro. Ask him about it. The dog (laughs) was psycho.
1: What kind of dog was it? Just a mutt or was it like a wiener (laughs) dog, a chihuahua with no teeth that you were really scared of? It was a
2: Cocker Spaniel, man.
1: Look, (laughs) Cocker Spaniels can be mean. We had one named Mackie. I think this one was like Mr.
2: Brown or Brownie or um, I can't (laughs) remember what his name was. But anyway, um, my mom told me back in those days, you know, you do not borrow those boys' video games and you do not let those boys borrow your video games. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but mom, that's what we're supposed to do. We're friends. She's like, you borrow that boy's video game and you break it, there is no way that you can replace it. Mm -hmm. And if they borrow your video game and they break it, you can't expect them to be able to replace it. Mhm. So my mom taught me these lessons of just don't do things if you want if you don't want something bad to happen.
1: Mhm.
2: So it's like uh, you can apply that to a lot of things like don't freaking speed in your car if you don't want to get a ticket.
1: That's that's true.
2: Don't um, you know set fire to part of your house if you don't want your whole house to burn down
1: that's a little more yeah yeah
2: (laughs) don't talk about your damn fishing spots if you don't want shit to go down in your fish spots
1: you know you're you're more superstitious about this than i thought like i thought it was
2: more i don't uh, i don't carry around rabbit's foot that's dumb that's for fertility
1: yeah for if you got to get them the left foot in the, the springtime from the graveyard. Everybody knows that, Chris. Jesus Christ. We all know that. But, you know, I thought it was more of just being selfish and wanting to keep that spot for yourself. And there's, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with being selfish with your fishing spots. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But also realize that that's going to rub other people the wrong way who aren't tournament fishermen guys that aren't in tournaments and there's a big difference between tournament spots and fun fishing with friends spots like like Swan we've, Lake. we've yeah we've talked about a lot of different places where you can catch 22 to 24 inch fish all day long but you're gonna be way way less likely to to talk about spots where the majority of the time you're sorting through 27, 26 inches and overs like you're, you're sorting through we those talk about consistently those
2: all the time here on the podcast. But mm-hmm. we, we are, we're only talking about their conditions. Yes. And, and, um, and what those areas look like on a map, maybe, um, you know, what what are the characteristics of those areas you know like i always talk about low pressure areas low pressure areas low pressure areas pressure areas that aren't they don't have you know big tower boats running through them burning the shorelines down
1: all the dang tower yeah yeah um
2: yeah those might those like to keep you know, those areas will hold a lot of schoolies man but they won't they won't hold the big bad boys
1: yeah, they they won't they won't hold it a lot. Castro, are you back, man?
2: Yes, sir, I am. Hey, right. so I we put were, a little avatar.
3: Yeah. I don't what know what's is, going on with my
2: camera. Is that huh? like? Uh, are you you uh,
1: radioactive? What is that? I have
3: no idea. That's troll.
1: He's, a, he's, that a, ninja. he's a ninja. I try to put a little
3: avatar, but I guess it's not letting me put it.
1: It's all right. Long as we got your voice. Okay. So we we were just talking a little bit and Chris was talking oh, about
2: I the same question, he can go he, ahead and explain.
1: Yeah. This. Chris Chris is saying that he is superstitious about talking about his spots because he thinks that if he talks about it, something bad could happen. Um the more, as in and more karma? Well
2: Karma's one thing, yeah. Yeah,
1: kinda yeah. kinda karma, but more superstition. So he doesn't he doesn't think Well no Chris, you never really answered the question. Like <laughs> you went off to talk about your deal. Like are you going my back deal? are you going back to that spot or not? Well, no, I did I did we did answer that question. So the question was if your buddy no, took you, y- to the you spot, switched you yourself to, to where it. you were the buddy. Not, not, yeah. not, yeah. You switched it to where you were the buddy. Like, if Castro takes you somewhere, are you going back to Castro's spot? My, I did answer that, and
2: I'm not going back unless I talk to him. You got unless it. I you got it. Him. And I have to have a mutual, there has to be some mutual respect there. You know, hey, I want to go back there. I want to figure things out. I think this is a really neat place to fish. Um, but I, I want to make sure that I have your understanding that I'm not going there to rape your spot. Hmm. But there are people out there that are like, "Hey, I'm just going back to rate that dude's spot."
1: Yeah, I'm going
2: back. I'm going to freaking just kill it, Okay.
1: Follow up question: Are you taking anyone else with you?
2: My wife.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, somebody that's <laughs> not going to go daughter. back there yeah. by themselves. Yeah. So yeah, someone that's not going to go back there by themselves. Chris, at
2: least, at least like for the
1: first five times. Yeah, exactly. Castro, what about you, man?
3: Oh man, um, it's a tough one, man. I it, it, my uh, outtake on this is, uh, and it, it. Am I unmuted? Am I muted? Can you guys? hear no, me? No, you're good. You're oh, good okay. Good. I saw a little error there. Um, yeah. So my my outtake is, is it's changed a lot, like from when I first started until and you know until now, and it, it. I feel like um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm with Chris pretty much like ninety nine percent of the way as far as um you know if i if i bring somebody over uh you, typically there's a conversation that's held beforehand um you know just about where we're going it, depending on where where i decide to take this individual i don't take very many if any at all not even on one hand um maybe like two three that have actually really fished hard in what I would classify as as tournament spots. Um, mm-hmm. Now, as far as full-on strategy and, and whatnot, there's probably only really one dude who really knows how, exactly how I fish. Um, the rest have been there, but it, it's... I'm, I'm a very like pattern-based uh, angler as far as like I'm looking for certain things, right? Mm-hmm. But... Um, and I don't get too wound up in who's there because in, in a lot of the areas where I'm at... I can take a guy there and he'll skunk out real easy. You know what I mean? Um, that's not to say that that guy can't sit there and pound that area and absolutely destroy it and, and put all kinds of funky pressure on it. So that's why I typically have those conversations with people. Now, as far as me, if you take me to an area, I just, I pro- I will never go back there. You know, I, I that's just me though. Cause I'm happy with what I have personally, but I get it, man. Like, it's tough, dude. Um, like, for, I'll give you a perfect example, dude. Um, I, I know a lot of guys who have, you know, have, have said that they're, you know, trout anglers and they've caught great trout and whatnot. And I've taken them up to certain areas and then they're just like, they're different, dude. It's like they've caught a ghost, you know. I mean? I've seen that like come out and then they're hooked. <laughs> They'll never want to go back to their, their, their normal areas, right? Yeah, and so I've made that mistake once, and then from there on forward, not not that it was ever abused um, at all, but I can see where it could be abused, and um, you know it could just kind of spoil the party a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean, at the end of the day, it's just fishing, but you not just when gotta the, be careful.
1: Not not when money's involved. No, 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 money's it's, different. I'm it's no, no, no. Just it, finishing when it's a tournament. No, spot. no.
3: Like if money's involved, no. There, there's a I, I don't take. Like I said, I don't take there's only a couple people that have ever gone. I, I I just don't. You know what I mean? If you want to catch mm. great fish, upper slot reds at that point in time, I got some great areas, but it's going to change in about a month or 2 weeks or a week, you know what I mean? Yeah. But now, there I- are some areas. Now, you know, I guess you can we can say spots, right? But my my definition of a spot is kind of different. It's it's a vague <laughs> It's not like I'm sitting here anchored up on this one corner. I'm just fishing it all day. It's a little it's system. More of, it's a little yeah, marsh exactly. system. Or That's a little Drew fishes. A <laughs>
1: launch and stuff like that. It's a system.
3: Yeah. So, you know, um, I forgot where I was going with that. Drew but was like, this is my spot. This is my
2: spot. i <laughs> in my spot.
1: Nobody <laughs> come around my, in spot. In my spot. My this spot. is my marsh drain. If anything <laughs> comes out of that drain, I'm catching it.
3: Yeah. No, like uh, in in that sense, yeah, I'm real careful. Um, yeah, I've I've been in a lot of, in the last couple of years. I've been in some pretty funky situations where it was like, you know, I I could have said something, but I'm I'm not that kind of a person, dude. Well, don't you don't know? get into that because that's no. another that's
1: another follow up question that I have. All right. that that, yeah. that I want to ask you guys. Um, but I want to go back to where you said you have a conversation beforehand. Yeah, what are you saying? Are you like, hey, man? Like we're going to go to this spot and I want to check it out, but this is a this is a, a tournament spot for me. So please do not bring anyone else out here. I am, you know, taking you out here in full confidence that this is just going to be me and you one time thing out here. Is that the kind of conversation you're nah, having? No, it's a little bit deeper, or, but or what is it what what is the conversation like? Yeah, so
3: like? It, it depends on what species we're going after, you know. If we're going to go after some Anything that's trophy related or tournament related is typically gonna the conversation. I, like I don't want guys to run electronics for one, mm-hmm. and then I don't want them to bring bring GoPros or cameras or anything like that. Um, I'd rather take them a, a photo. You know what I mean? Just because I know the area better, I know what people look for. We're going um, in there
2: full bird box. Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> and uh, just under the agreement. Hey man, look, I'm gonna take you to a great area. I hope you you catch a trophy. I hope you catch some amazing tournament-style reds or or whatever whatever the species is or some trophy kings or or what have you, Um, good cobia, blah, 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 you know. Um, I I would just say, you know, just um, just keep this. You know, I I don't normally take people out here, and just this is for you. You know what I mean? Nobody else. I'm trusting you. But by that point in time when I say I already trust you, you've already at least shown me something. You know what I mean? You've shown me already. I, I just don't take random people like that. No, there's just no way. I just don't. I have to get to know you a little bit. If <clears> and
2: if you don't mind when when we do yeah. this when we go fishing. Don't pe- don't tell people what I show you. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. He's like you've already shown me you something. Just, you
3: just what? you just cut the fat out of my conversation.
2: <laughs> Great, <laughs> bro. I'm I'm already mad at you, man. You want to know why I'm mad at you, bro? I because you talked about my pop screen, and now I've been dicking with the pop screen
1: <laughs> karma, dude. Guys, it's superstitious. It's I don't know what Chris is doing for the past 15 <laughs> minutes, but that pop screen is kicking his ass. Yep. Like, it is It is killing him. He's about to buy a whole new Boom okay, pop screen. Next episode, the he's going to have everything the on there. The meat of
2: what you were saying.
3: So yeah, man. There, there is a conversation. It, it's just my personal little checklist, and and just understanding. Hey, man, just don't come bringing no party. If you want to come out here on on your, on your own time and have fun, by all means, dude. Just don't kill it, like Chris said. And uh, the main thing is, especially if it's a trophy or a tournament spot, there's a certain way I fish those areas, and I usually explain to them, don't don't try, don't tur- like basically don't um, put this against me. So like whenever there's a tournament that comes if we're going to be like, I, I don't expect you to just be right next to me fishing this area during a tournament time after I took you out of here mm-hmm. just because um, there's just certain things I do, man. It's, you know, you can hit a, a, let's use your drain like you were talking about drew for an example. And then if that drain off goes into all these subset little spill outs, blah, 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 you know, well, who's to say that those fish don't travel in and out a certain time of day. And, and you've been doing pre-fishing and they're eating at, X time and this other guy who's kind of green in the area doesn't know that and he's just sitting there going through some areas that just spooking reds, you know, and that kind of ruins that pattern that you're maybe hoping for on a mo- morning bite. I've had that happen to me before, you know, so you just got to be careful, man. Good luck, uh, there, Chris.
1: Yeah, Chris is now. I know
3: what to get you for Christmas.
1: Chris is unplugging stuff now. It's it's become a disaster over at his. So you were talking about a certain instance, and that made me think about a tournament that I was just fishing. Um, oh gosh, he's bending plugs and everything now. This could be bad. This this could just be the um, not a pot liquor and a pot liquor show in just a second with the look on Chris's face. But I was so. How often are you talking to other anglers about? if they're in the same area as you and the reason i asked this question is i finally talked to another angler so i'm in a bass tournament um on lake whitney i catch two fish off of one small spot i mean it's a small point with some trees now i want to give this spot a rest so i paddle off um I don't know, two, three hundred yards from this spot. And as soon as I paddle off, here comes a boat. Bam. Boat hits it. 30 minutes later, here comes another boat. Another boat hits it. 30 minutes later, another boat. And then here comes a kayaker, and a kayaker hits it. And at this point, I'm like, man, I really want to hit this spot again. Like, I wish these guys would give it a break. So another kayaker comes close and i you know i I went ahead and asked i'm like hey man can you leave this spot alone um for just a little bit because like i've been trying to let this spot rest for the past hour and a half and it has been unsuccessful because everybody keeps hitting this spot and the guy was surprisingly he was just like yeah sure that's fine yeah i won't hit it uh i'll come back later after you fish it so have you ever had to have a conversation like that on the water where, you know, you talk to an angler in the same area and you're like, hey, man, I'm going to I'm going to hit that shoreline next. Can you stay off of that for a little while and not go that way? Because that's where I plan on going. Or you ask him like, hey, which way are you working? Because I want to work this way. Have you ran into people and had those type of conversations?
3: Um. So I've had it happen once on a two-day tournament event. Um, Day one, I was 100% solo. Um, Ended up winning that day. Uh, And then it was a double inshore event. So uh, news kind of spread. You know, people look around. And um, all of a sudden, day two, I stick to the same game plan. And there's probably four or five guys in front of me, another four or five behind me, and I'm like, wow, well, this is different. Um, I let them kind of mess up, <laughs> to be honest with you. I didn't tell them anything. Um, I just, you know, because I, I, I didn't feel like I, I – I'm not the kind of angler that's going to rush up on you and start flapping off. I, I always have a, a, a different game plan if that does happen. Um, I just went, you know, to plan B, C, D, whatever. <laughs> Um, but I, I told them afterwards, the conversation was, was, um, you know, the area that you guys rushed up on, I could tell you that y'all have never fished it before. So somebody either told you guys, I was in that direction or somebody gave you all some cords. Um, I was like, but that area fishes, and I told them exactly how to fish it. And I was like, dude, look, I mean, we can all get along in that area and catch our fish and have opportunity. But you got to approach it a certain way, and you guys kind of blew that spot. And and there, two of us, three of us probably should have had winners out of that area. So they kind of saw it, you know, and they knew it. <clears throat> there was no harm done. It was straight. I was being as respectful as I could, and and you know what, I went off, ended up skunking, but I missed like four opportunities that could have changed that whole thing. So it's at the end of the day, it was my fault. But that's the only time that um, that's ever happened to me, and. I'm, you know, I, I've, I just, I'm, like I said, I'm pattern based, and I do have multiple areas. I don't just stick to one little system at all, you know. So, um, that's as far as I'll, I'll, I'll take it with somebody, you know, unless I know somebody's got some bad blood out there for me and and just trying to piss me off on purpose. Then that's different. But if it's not intentional, them, what can bitches. you do? <laughs> then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did that? Did I answer your question?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering if you've you've ever had to just have conversations with anybody fishing. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You, I don't share any during, kind of information.
3: I, I don't like. Yeah, no, I have, I have. Yeah, I, I don't share information as far as bites or saying, hey, they're good over here. I, that I I've never had a conversation saying, man, dude. They're, they're good over here. Never, I, I, Not with one, unless he's, he or she's my partner. Well, I, should say, I shouldn't say she. My wife's probably listening. He. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I've never had a female fishing partner. Uh, no, if, uh, like, any of my partners, yeah, well, I'll communicate with those guys. But anything outside of that, no, I, I just don't. I don't, so.
1: You just don't even say anything to them? Just, no, I, see- I put in my work, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not...
3: It's for the most part i've i've fished some of the areas that i'm comfortable with <clears throat> enough to kind of know what I, I where i need to adjust and, I, and if i have the time to do it then i'm going to put 3 days pre-fishing and try and figure out where, where the patterns are at but if i don't then um then that's just that's just me dude i'm i'm going to have to play shooting from the hip you know as as my uh tournament partner poko would say which we played a lot of last year
1: so a lot, of, a lot of shooting from the hip that way.
3: Yeah, you know, just kind of. We know that they like to hang out here, but we don't know if they're here. Let's go carve out these three areas and let's see if we can get lucky. And nine times out of ten, we got lucky.
1: What about you, uh, Chris? Have you I ever? Lost, I lost
2: like ninety percent of that conversation because I touched my shit and all my shit broke. No,
1: you didn't touch it. You were swirling pop filters around and unplugging and taking off taking off I can't uh, touch it because I
2: think my USB um, cord is, is busted so oh. it's like now it's like in the perfect position
1: I can't touch it um, well it's it's working now yeah it's, it's working, working now, now. so, so uh, You're at your tournament spot and there's other people fishing the same area. Have you ever had to have a conversation with them like, hey, bro, I'm fishing this way or I'm going to fish that. Can you go the other way? Like, have you ever had to have conversations like that? And how did they go? The last cats,
2: okay? This was absolutely crazy. I'm going to fish an area that I have only seen like one other kayaker. In that area. And I know of maybe four or five other kayakers that fish that area for very specific species, not what I was after. Okay. They, they fish that area for, oh, we lost them again. So Just keep rolling. They, they fish that particular area for, um, for like puppy drum and, uh, flounder. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I know that I can find, some decent redfish back there so i get to the launch early that morning and there's already a truck there where i'm going to launch and i'm like okay cool now one other one other truck you know maybe two dudes i'll uh make small talk with them kind of figure out you know if they're fishing the tournament and if so you know i want to be respectful and hopefully they'll be respectful to me.
1: Now, do you ask them what area they plan on targeting well, before so, you go? So I I
2: told them before well they launched before I did. But uh. I said, "Hey, look, I want since y'all were here first, I want to be respectful of where you're where you're planning on fishing. Um I want to go all the way back to the back lake and and fish this one specific area. Um, but if you're planning on going anywhere around there, I'll give you a good hour to two. Um, plus I knew what the water was going to do, so I wasn't too worried about it. Yeah. Um, I said, I'll give you, uh, you know, some time to get back there and, and do your thing before I start heading back there. I'll fish this shoreline here. They're like, oh man, that's really cool of you sure you know we we'll, we planned on fishing that back lake also um you know we'll go back there and fish yeah and if you if you give us some some space then i'd appreciate it little did i know man that somehow 20 kayakers ended up in that back lake jesus i had never seen anyone but maybe one person Seriously, dude, like maybe one person in
1: that whole area ever before. Thank
2: you, Patreon.
1: <laughs> you think, oh, it must have been a Patreon spot. We,
2: I, we know for sure that it was. I talked to Corey Ogle about it, and he said that that, that area. Now, I don't, I, don't, I don't keep up with that stuff, guys. I don't keep up with it. I don't keep up with your YouTube videos. Yes, I've tried to drop some here and there, and yes, it's good information, and if you watch it, you'll learn something. But these these dudes that are doing YouTube just to make money and sell spots, I don't keep up with what they're
1: doing. No, not at all. names. Me either. I know um, their names, but I don't watch their videos. They're, and, they're horrible.
2: But that specific day, that particular day, and the whole time I was negotiating with kayakers back there, dude, uh-huh. because I was the last person to enter into the lake. So it's like, what am I going to do? You know, just start, you know, fishing in front of people. I could, I could be a complete dick about it. But I didn't want to be, you know, so mm. if I came across somebody, I'd be like, Okay, dude, um, I don't want to get in your way. And of course, by acting that way, what what do you think I looked like? Mm-hmm.
1: Now uh, do you I think I looked there... like
2: the complete noob.
1: Yeah, the noob out there. Now, do you think there's a big difference between Fun fishing and tournament day fishing when you're in a spot and you have people around you. Like, I, I am
2: more... I think you should keep the same exact... Um, you should be cordial no matter what.
1: I think I'm more you respectful. I'm more respectful well. in everything on tournament day. I'm more conscientious of what everyone else is and doing. And
2: non-tournament about. day, you're like, screw everybody?
1: No, I'm not like, screw everybody. But I'm like, I'm not giving people as much. If I'm thinking about I'm going to go fish this area, um, I'm more likely going to like leapfrog people to get to the area that I want to fish. I'm not going to stop and ask them, hey guys, which way are you working on this shoreline? If it's really crowded. Now, if we're the only two freaking people out there, like I'm not going to jump right in front of him and get in front of his drift. But if I want to fish a shoreline and he's working that way, I mean, I'm not going to give him 500, 600 yards of shoreline. Like I may give him 300 and then start my drift ahead of him 300 yards. You know what I mean? Where on tournament day, I might not even hit that shoreline at all.
2: Yeah, um you know what, dude, I have ruined people's fishing days before. By and it's not it was actually me being trying to be just a nice dude, but like rolling up on people and and just invading their space while fishing. And the thing is is that there are people out there that just don't want that, dude. They just they, don't They don't They don't want to make friends that day. Um, you know, maybe they got into a fight with their their wife the night before and they just need some peace. Um, you know, maybe their dog got ran over and their truck ran away. I don't know. Or their truck got ran
1: over and their dog ran away. Whatever. But on that same token, you'll run into people that you'll come up to and you're like, hey, man, you catching anything today? And they will totally like, blow it up. Yeah. Well, uh, and they'll be they'll say. You're the seventh kayaker that's come by and the first one that spoke to me all day long. Like, I've been killing it over here on this, this, this. Like, they're just waiting for another kayaker to come up and talk to them about how they've (laughs) They've been doing. Yeah, they're pulling up their stringer to show you all their fish. Like, they are just waiting for someone to speak to them. Whereas, there's other ones that, hey, how y'all doing? I haven't any luck. Have any luck? No, man. Nah, just got here. And that's it. Like, that's all that they want to say. It's it's really easy to know who wants to talk and who doesn't want to talk um, whenever you're out on the water. And I'll I'll key you guys in on something. If another kayaker asks you how do you like that, xyz that you're paddling or peddling it's because they want to talk they want a friend out there they're asking you like hey man how do you like that bona fide it's because they want to sit there and have a conversation about kayakers and meet new people and stuff but if you ask them how they're doing and they're just like "Ah, doing all right and that's the end of the conversation they're more like chris on a bad day and don't want to talk to nobody they just want to fish smoke marble reds drink some beer
2: Smoke Marvel Reds. <laughs> Damn, yeah. are we trying to kill some cowboys?
1: That's that's all they want to do. Man, what else about spots? That's tournament spots. What about fun spots? Are you someone ask you? Hey, I want to go somewhere and I want to catch some fish. Are you gonna give them a really known spot? You're not gonna give them your tournament spot because we already know Chris already you says. You tell me. You tell me. He, tell he does me. not talk about spots. You tell me okay let's
2: let's use swan as as a for instance okay we talk about swan sometimes um i i mean the first time you went there i told you how to fish swan i was like you know what here do this here do that there and you guys went out there and had a great day Mm -hmm. um you know if if you whenever i said there's like two people that i that i'll really talk to about fishing areas okay you're one of them and uh, Tilly's another um, other people I'm like dude you got to go fishing with me if you want to learn you know you want to you want to fish an area come fish it with me uh-huh. don't ask me about it on on social media or you know what I take it back dude I take it back man because there's another dude out there that, has gained some mad respect from me and uh I kind of want to see him succeed and so I have I have kind of uh opened up a little bit more um mm. to him and I'm like yo bro just go out there and kill it and and you know I'm not going to give you all the tricks to everything but um you got to promise me that you know you're going to respect this and the first time that he went out there, his his response to me was, "Bro, I was so totally enamored and just um, blown away by what was going on. All I could do was take pictures of all these fish all day. Mm-hmm. And he so he sent me pictures of huge redfish that he just saw and
1: didn't catch. <laughs> he didn't even he didn't even catch them,
2: <laughs> and he didn't catch. Yeah. Um, so and and it was." Uh, that, you know, that's, that's, you've kind of got to step into a different role whenever that takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, more of a, I don't know, like a a teacher at that point, mm-hmm. you know, um, but
1: you're, and you're not giving away anything. So what's the, you know, minimal, what's the minimal starting point that you're giving somebody? Are you giving them just launch here, fish this broad area? Oh, and then, that, and then yeah, that's dude, it.
2: I'll, I'll be like, hey, man, you should go check out, um, you know. Dawson's uh, Creek. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you should go check out, you know, Zephyr Cove this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, Todd's going to be good, man. Go check out this spot. Uh, go check out this area. Yeah. Um, but that's the extent for sure. Yeah. Or, man, I haven't, I haven't ever, you know, fished, you know, Nick's Cut. Mm-hmm. You know, once you go, you know, fish over there, um, it looks pretty good. Yeah. And it looks like it'd be a good area to fish. Check it out. Yeah. Um. And, and your tournament partner has, has talked to me about areas before, and I have just
1: told him the bad
2: things about those areas.
1: <laughs> the bad. Yeah. And, a lot of the times some guys are just asking about areas and I am guilty of this myself especially on lakes and everything. I just want to know, hey, can I launch here and my truck not get the windows busted out of it before I come back. And that may be the extent. I'm not <laughs> like, I'm not oh, asking. He's,
2: appro- he's approaching me about a spot.
1: Yeah, and they may think like, hey, I'm asking people about, you know, different spots, but now I've I've gotten to the point where I'll hit up like Matt Scotch um and I'll hit up different bass anglers that I know have fished these lakes and I won't ask them the only thing I'll ask them, "Hey, is it safe to park my truck here?" <laughs> and if they say yes or no, then I'll I'll kind of know where where i can launch if they say no that's not y'all, safe or y'all, y'all heard it here this is how drew gets sneaky no i just i <laughs> seriously i just want to know i do not want to come back to the windows busted out of my truck my truck is wrapped it's got turner rod co all over it like i don't want anybody to think that i've got rods and reels and everything else in my truck um i don't want to come back to my windows busted out so i'm well, that's
2: that's why you pull a um a drew gregory
1: and just have somebody drop you off and then yeah. go to another place. I don't have yep. that many friends, Chris. I don't have any friends to go fish these bass tournaments with me. So I need to get some more bass tournament friends, I guess. But um, that's where I've, I've gotten to the point where I don't ask hardly anybody. I'll ask you about spots, and then I'll talk to, I'll talk to our buddy Ben about spots. Those are the only two people that I talk about <laughs> spots. Hey, Castro's back. Castro's back in a completely different room, yeah, it looks like. He, <laughs> he's got, I'm
2: outside, boys.
1: <laughs> he's, he's outside on the patio now. All hooked what, up. what is going on over there, man? Dude,
3: I don't know, dude. I told Drew it's probably the Russians.
1: <laughs> it's the Russians got him. Um, <laughs>
2: he's done been invaded.
1: Castro, we've kind of been talking more about you know people asking us about spots, what we're willing to divulge to other people about spots are you you said you're only talking to like one you you would only take one to maybe five other people out i'm sure with you know you're following on social media and next level fishing and your videos you probably get a lot of people like Hey, if you ever come fishing here, you know, hit me up, let's go. Or they, they probably let you know more information than they would other people about different spots. But how much info are you giving out? Um, if just an acquaintance, you know, somebody you know, uh, just say somebody from the Old Town team is like, Hey, man, I'm coming, I'm coming to Corpus to catch some fish. Are you just sending them to a place that you know they can catch 22, 24-inch fish, uh, giving them like, hey, man, if you park here, launch here, fish this area? Like, Is that all the information you're giving to people who are just acquaintances, or are you giving them a little bit more? Are you no. able to keep
2: up with the 12 questions that he's just asked you? <laughs> yeah, I got them all written down.
3: <laughs> yeah, Get your pen <laughs> no, and paper out. I'll send you I, the notes. Uh, I really don't, man. I mean, and, and I, I hope I, I don't rub anybody the wrong way by saying that, but I, I just, if you're going to ask me, I'm going to send you to a spot where you could just have a, a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to put you anywhere near where I'm doing any damage. That, that's for sure. Um, if it's old town, if it's something, if it's like a special recording or something that they're doing that has to do with me or, or, or the team, um, you know, and they want to get on some really good fish, I would just have to sit down, talk with them, and let the camera guy know that there's just, you know, do you want to catch great fish and have some great footage, or do you just want to go out there and have some fun? And if you want to catch great fish, then, yeah, I'm always going to have boundaries, no matter who you are. Um, But, yeah, no, if somebody asks me for, for spots and stuff like that, I won't give them a spot. I'm just going to tell them, hey, look, uh, check out these areas, you know, generally you're going to have to look for them. You're going to have to do the work, but uh, there's always fish there. And, I, you know, I won't purposely send somebody just in an area that has like 22 inch reds or, or something that's smaller. I mean, most of these areas that that I, I can put somebody roots. to are going to have Three great roots. reds. You this just got great. to find them. Yeah. yeah. You just can keep those
2: them. and not feel guilty.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, now I don't feel so bad because when I fished with Castro, we went to like the most popular kayaking spot in Texas. Um, and we fished ball Lighthouse ball <laughs> No, we, we fished Lighthouse Lakes. We, yeah, I
3: remember, we, I remember we, that. We also. went
1: to Lighthouse Lakes. That
3: is a
2: yeah. fantastic place to it fish. It
3: actually is. Yeah, no, it really is a good place. Um, And we were in that one little area where we started getting on some. And I think we had a boater behind us who I ended up knowing. He's, mm. a, he's a young guide and uh, there was actually some good redfish that they pulled out. I don't know if you, you remember this, Drew, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it was, was it Dan Gwynn or something like that? I forget what his name is. He's a, he's a young guy, and he ended up seeing us there, and he actually Brandon. took a few pictures of us. Was it Brandon? Brandon Winn? Yeah, maybe it was Brandon. He's a, he's a youngster. Um, I mean, that boat where he was parked was probably about, I don't know, 25, 30, 40 yards. I mean, we're all kind of lined up in this little pocket. And dude, he was—they brought out some great reds, and we sat there and we were just yanking out little.
2: Yeah, but he was, he, little was using, babies, he was little using babies. He was probably maybe. using mullet. maybe,
1: yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, all, all those boats were—they were there, you know. They were using—they were using mullet around us. Yeah. <laughs> Man, those,
2: those of you guys that are listening—if you have not been to Lighthouse Lakes, plan a trip. And don't just plan a trip. Plan a trip for an entire day. Bring your special someone, you know, that you love to kayak with or you love to kayak fish with. Or bring someone that's really good behind the lens of a camera because it's got a fantastic backdrop for great opportunities. It really does. does. Water clarity too, is great. Yes, sir. I
1: didn't get any good pictures. Plus,
2: you might might see old Dean Thomas out there and get to say hello. He's Mm -hmm. always out there at Lighthouse. Oh, yeah.
1: It's a nice little area. So you're just you're giving them minimal information like Chris and just letting them figure it out themselves.
3: Yeah, man, because that's the way I've – you know, I was never – a lot of guys, um, they, they are giving a lot of information. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you feel comfortable doing that, then so be it. But I, I got into this whole YouTube thing in a real weird, not super early, but early pre-boom phase. And, um, you know, my biggest judges were people that actually knew how to fish, you know, much better than me. Um, now it's like everybody watches and they feel like they can learn something. But back then there wasn't, there wasn't that many people watching, you know, it was the guys watching were the guys that really knew what they were doing. And, and, you know, I didn't as much as I, as I do now. So. The critiquing was a lot more
2: cutthroat back then. You are know we what getting I mean? into we're getting into YouTube talk now?
3: Well, yeah.
2: I, I don't know how I got a spun off there. On I don't uh, know how either. I used to watch your oh. YouTube. Well, I still watch them, but I I don't really. I, okay, I don't watch like full on YouTube flicks. But yeah, I'll like watch the little clips and stuff like that. But yeah. I used to see. I used to wait and see. What new remix is Chris Castro going to come out with? I'm always remixing this week. (laughs) I'm
3: always remixing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, You're not the only one, man. Um, I've gotten into the habit now. of I'm like, I need to post something new on this, you know, stream or or on this story or something just to kind of stay fresh. I'm like, let me go into the way back here and see (laughs) if there's something that I can rehash, (laughs) throw a new song up on there with it or something like that. Uh, Uh, it's a struggle, man. It's a struggle to try and stay relevant on social media. Um, (laughs) And I, I sometimes have to remind myself you're not the, the Facebook Instagram dude. Okay, bro. Yeah. You're made for podcasts (laughs) and we've already figured (laughs) that out. (laughs) Just leave it at that.
3: I think how I got spun off on that drew is because I was, uh, what I was trying to say was, um, I had to learn a lot from mistakes and from criticism. So I, w- those areas that, um, those areas, that, uh, take her over there. See, I'm sorry, guys. I got my daughter coming out here. Take her inside. Um, those areas that I, I had to learn were just, was just all myself. You know, I, I mean, I didn't really have anybody to point me in a specific direction. So I sort of, um, that's the way I learned. And that's just the way I'd, the advice that I push out there. I'm going to leave it with that while I get my daughter.
1: Go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> man. There's, I thought there was a lot more meat on the bone with the spot thing, but I think Chris, you were right. Like there's, I told you, I was like, meh. There's not a huge, there's not a huge, huge amount of meat on the bone if it's, hey, keep it, keep it kind of hush, be respectful of other people's spots and. You know, I really don't talk about Bro, don't talk wanna, about my spots that much and things you like wanna, that.
2: You want to okay, when you first said that you wanted to have this episode, I knew kind of why. I knew I fueled that a little bit because Well yeah,
1: it was a topic of conversation because of it what was a topic happened of within our little group. Yeah. yeah. So
2: There
1: you go.
2: <laughs> if you really want to know like how a lot of fishermen treat spots and locations, fishing locations for tournaments, especially tournament fishermen. Talk to boat dudes, and I even thought about having a boat guy on. Um, the guy that won uh, GRS, Mark Trevino, would be a badass for this episode. Because you know what he would tell you? Doesn't matter. I ain't saying shit. And if if I if I say anything, I'm gonna say it to you on the water, and I'm gonna tell you get the hell out of my spot.
1: <laughs> what? Well, so, and I'm I'm gonna wait for Castro to put his headphones on because I wanna I wanna hear Castro. It, I wanna hear his answers. You for think this. you
2: think that uh, boat people will would treat this spot conversation completely different? Boat tournament fishermen
3: um <laughs> the the that's the top guys yeah 100
2: yeah have um, you ever seen them in their in their videos and they're like they're like kevin give me 150 yards get the <laughs> hell out of my spot. and it's like you're on elite you know you're on elite fishing right now you are being videotaped and you're yelling at this dude that's like 300 yards away you can't even judge distance at this moment you're so heated because you can actually see this guy while you're fishing in your area he looks like uh, a miniature you know something you would get out of a uh, cereal box he's that far away and you're so mad at this dude for <laughs> being with it yeah sight. <laughs>
3: boaters have it tough you know um, I've, I've learned I've gotten into their culture a little bit more in the last few years just kind of getting to know them and it's crazy, man. You know, they they battle somewhat of the same issues we do, but it's it's just it's a, obviously a lot more space to play around with. But you know, these uh these elite like trout tournaments, holy moly, dude, it's these guys will leave two or three o'clock in the morning and sit in a spot until the sun comes up, till they're allowed to cast because everybody knows. Well, I don't say everybody knows, but. Some of these top guys, they all know where each other's at, dude. It's really weird. You you're know, because to,
2: you're allowed to spot sit in trout tournaments. In these yeah. Big on ones? some of these big, big ones. One, oh, even? yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You're allowed to. Yeah. Especially wow. now with the new format where you have to go live. Uh, it was a lot. There was a lot of catch and release with a live weigh in. Like so the way you would reg- register your trout this year on a lot of these big tournaments, um, everybody would have to get the same digital scale, <clears> yep. like $50 yep. scales. You go live on the Facebook group and do an actual, like live weighing of it, and document it. And that, that you know, it, it's crazy, dude. Um, but yeah, no, there's no you. You going live? There's no fooling that. And if you can fool that, then wow, <laughs> you're good. You good? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but yeah, no, no, no. On some of these bigger tournaments, yeah, you, you're allowed. They let you go out there whenever. Uh, Artificial showdown is one of them. You can launch whenever. Um, that's the one where we got a chance to compete, and we did pretty good against them once. And um, it's just a free-for-all, you know, in that sense. Obviously, a little bit more of an honor system there on that one. But, um, yeah, man, um, they they have the same fight. It's just they got to spend more gas financially. It's, it's it's more, more at burden, stake obviously yeah you know i, I feel i feel checks are good sorry for those guys you know the when, ones what really when you fighting. take their
2: checks when you take their money you feel sorry for them
3: <clears throat> no absolutely not
2: no no way dude no <laughs> way but He's i'm like, never around sorry those guys. for them except i can't get those, take all those your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no you but s- you
3: know they I, I say that i i am getting pretty close though with all the new motorization stuff i've gotten pretty close to a couple of the, the guys that I've competed with, and I've kind of laid off a little bit because I don't really like to sit there and look at somebody else's pattern. You know, I don't want to get blamed for anything, so I'll move around, but it's interesting to know where they're at. You know what I mean?
2: Keep that in the back of your mind. It'll be guys. the new MC, but the CC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, he doesn't know what the, what the MC is. I'll have to tell him up
1: one. You told... You said that the, the, the higher you know, higher level guys, they they know where each other are fishing.
3: A lot of times, yeah.
1: I think a lot of times they know where each other are fishing because one of their fishing buddies within their network has seen them there. Oh, yeah. So, Castro, you talked about you had, you know, five guys that you would trust to take to your spot. Chris, I know that you have a few people that you talk about fishing spots and things like that with. If you're going to fish these tournaments and you want to be productive, do you feel like you need to have a network of just three or four really close friends that, that you can trust to talk about spots, you can trust with this, that way... You know, you may you may hit somebody up that you know isn't fishing a tournament, but you know they be they're on fish, and you're like, "Hey man, I've already figured this one out, dude." Where Where are you fishing? Like,
2: no, nah, I I've, I the dudes that I like to leisurely fish with, like whenever I'm going out just to go check on spots, and it's kind of gonna be a leisurely fishing day, but we really checking out a spot. Those guys smoke weed, <laughs> and and when they're out on the water. They're high. They don't know where they're at. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're just out there fishing. <laughs> they're just out there fishing. But, Chris, do you feel like you need a small network of friends to be successful day in and day out in these tournaments?
3: I mean, if, if you're trying to be a serious competitor and if you're trying to be – if if you're just a short-fuse guy, you know, and you don't like a lot of – uh. I don't know, togetherness. <laughs> My biggest piece of advice to anybody is yeah, always keep your circle small, man. I mean, you know, respect everybody always, you know, but I think it's real important, you know, for, for anglers that are, are going to are planning on, on and really trying to push to compete at a high level. Yeah, just keep your circle small. It keeps, you know, we're all human beings, dude. I, I think that's just the human condition. We watch TV. Ne- we watch things that we shouldn't watch. You know, we uh, listen
2: to news and we, you doesn't know, mean he just... doesn't want to see other people succeed though. Yeah. Oh, but no, no.
1: But of course, no. Yeah. Do I'm all, you I'm not need like that, that circle? Do you need that circle though? Because I, I truly and honestly think that you need a group of three or four people that you can talk to about spots, about you know, have you had. Um, success over here. Have you had success over there? And then you can just kind of pick and choose whenever they're like, "Yeah, man, I've I fished that area. It's really good on low tide. Or yeah. I fished that area. If there's a south wind, it's really good." Um, but then you know, tournament day comes up. All of a sudden, you got a low tide with a southern wind, and this person that you trust um, has told you. I'm not fishing I'm not fishing GRS this weekend. so yeah. you kind of got a place in your head that you might not have a place that's really good on a low tide in and a, and a southwest wind. Um, so you're gonna go fish that spot that you know you and your buddy have previously talked about. Um, I think that you need to have a few folks like that. like if you try to do it all your own, you can, but it's gonna take a long time to, to figure everything out um so i mean personally i just i just think you need a small network a small group of people that you can trust about those type of spots that you can talk to
2: yeah i can understand that drew's taking applications for his small group
1: i am not i've already had i already have my small group (laughs) in in the saltwater world bass fishing i can't get nobody to help me but that's all right
3: well bass fishing you know those guys they're now that is spot fishing for sure on on some situations um it's crazy man i I watched uh i've been i've really been watching these bass guys more than ever this year and i've been watching a lot of uh uh, jeff mallet he's he's an old town guy and um (laughs) one of his videos man he's just like looking around look he's like where's everybody at you know and he's freaked out that nobody's there and um he goes to this area and starts fishing does, does pretty good and i'm like man this guy he looked pretty he looked pretty like like he was, he was, he was nervous about something. And then I watched some more of his other videos on other trails, and whoa, dude, it's like ten dudes plus going to one area, and they're all like, "Are you going to? Are you going here? Are you going there? Are you going?" You know, they're all trying to figure it out right mm-hmm. there on that time, and it's like, wow, dude, yeah. I don't, see, I, I, don't think I could, I could do that, man. I, I probably would blow a lid there in that sense.
2: The but last I, we don't deal with that. I, I don't. Not we not can that spread kind of out pressure. quite a bit. We yeah. have a large. Unless it's uh, the uh, Redfish Bay tournament, yeah. Oh yeah, those games.
3: then you're just yeah. kind
2: of stuck in one area. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
1: I talked yeah. to no less than six people at the last bass <laughs> tournament I was in, and before that, at the tournament before that, it was five people that were fishing the same area as me, and we were just kind of swapping spots around this this small small area.
2: Chris, Chris wasn't on whenever. Um whenever I discussed the portion of the the topics when you were like, hey, do you, you know, if you ever said, hey, where are you going so I don't screw up your fishing day, you know, that sort of deal. There was, at Cats. I launched, there were two dudes that launched right before me. And once I got back to the spot that that I was going to fish, I let them go first. I was like, look, you know, you were here first, you can go first. There was like 20 kayaks back there. In an wow. area that that may, I may have only seen one other kayaker back there, and I know only like two or three other people fish that area. But because, um, <laughs> again. Word of mouth, yeah. man. Nah. No? You don't think so? Patreon payments. Oh, well, shoot, that's a
3: different
1: form of word of mouth.
3: Yeah. Ah, yeah well, I
1: hate that, dude.
3: I, I, don't, I
1: really don't like that at all. You know, I, Patreon ah. for spots is horrible, but. Guys, if you, you want to support what? the Paddler's Playbook, you can head over to Patreon and and pick up one of the categories there. We have a Patreon. We have a subscriber supporter. as well. We have a, we have a supporter.
2: <laughs> and, and the dude is a huge supporter, man. he's good. like He sent me a message. He was like, man, I canceled some of my other um, podcast uh, Patreons because I listen to you guys more. Um, you know, That's good, man. Keep up. I mean, the good work I got, and... I
3: have nothing against Patreons. I just don't like the whole spot thing. I don't either. I would either. much I rather it. put my money on some on on technique or you know what, teach me some bass fishing 101, But some like something really good and beneficial. You know, are we going to cover a lake this month? Oh man. Oh, let's not talk about so much the spots, but what are you doing throughout the sea? Like, w- what do I need to learn about bass in order to put myself in a better situation? I'll pay for that, but. I don't know about this whole spot thing, man. I, it's, I, I get it, you know. And and here's here's the crazy thing, man. Is it? People are attracted to it. Like that's what's making them more money than if they probably sold techniques, right? So it's easier. It's, like, it's it, easier. Is, it is But it's like it's all it's like watching Jerry Springer, man. You know he's a clown, but we're all watching it, right? <laughs> I
2: mean, no, because it's orbit, you know, and it is a making money. And it didn't work
3: for those. Uh... <laughs> It is making money for those YouTubers, and but it's like, oh man, dude, it's a, it's such a tough cookie to to swallow or pill, I should say.
2: I, I I've always said, you know what? It, yeah, it sucks, but you you can't hate the man for hustling. You know, you can't hate right. the hustler for exactly, for, uh, you know, yeah. making his money. So. Yeah, no, that's very true, you know. It just it sucks because a world. that place was sacred, dude. It mm-hmm. was sacred to a lot of people, and there were a lot of people that were like, yo, we don't talk about this spot. Yeah. Or I can't say a lot of people, but the people that I did know that knew about it were like, yo, we don't talk about it. Yeah.
3: No, I've been there, man. I've been there. I've, I've had that happen multiple times. Sucks. But, I... you know, I don't know. It's... um. I don't know, we're in a real weird state of uh, social media, making money, you know, I don't know, it's weird. I
1: I hate that Patreon has been ruined by basically, and I say ruined, I I understand. It's got a negative connotation by those people that are using it to, for, In the kayak fishing community, Patreon has been ruined by basically two people. Like, it, it's been ruined and got a negative connotation, like you said, by just two guys that are selling spots from their videos, burning spots, um, and, you know, of those two guys, I know how one of them got their start, and that's what rubs me the wrong way on that one, and we can talk about that offline, but I, I, I hate that we have an avenue like that for people to get support that youtube listeners podcast listeners can support other anglers and and what they're putting out there but it's there's been such a negative connotation around it that people shy away from it like when me and chris were talking about it we didn't even really want to do something that could benefit the show because others had ruined it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, a, yeah. it's a weird place, and it sucks that it's yeah. like that. Um, I, it's I just, fishing. It's it's fishing. I
3: mean, fishing is just, you know, an outsider is always going to be like, hey, why do you guys always, like, sign about your fishing spots, you know? And you mix that with money and spots, man, it's just – it's like, I don't know, man. It's just adding fuel to the fire. I think uh, Patreon will thrive extremely well in a different industry uh, or more so in a different industry than it will fishing because fishing is just its just that industry, man, where once you get to a certain level, you really start shrinking your circle. You start getting a little bit more serious, right? I mean, or you can. You, know, you don't have to become that angler, but
2: eventually if you head you down that be. avenue. You, you know, have to be in this because of the social climate that we're living yeah. in. And here's here's what's crazy dude. Those of you that are listening that are like old salts, which I don't know how many old salts that we have, but like especially if you're from the Galveston area, we have a Galveston fishing report that comes out weekly. And for since 1972 or some shit, every week it says trout and redfish are good on Norton sand eels.
1: <laughs> under <laughs>
2: you know on top over structure and that's like all you get bro yeah you know but for thing. but for since 1972 it's still been they still been selling that um that report to newspapers yeah um and <clears throat> but our social climate with the new age fishermen i guess you would call it the new age fishermen fishes with Uh, a video game system attached to their boats and they use social media as a way to um, gain knowledge. Hell, I mean, we're a form of social media.
1: It gives, it gives them gratification and we all do it. We do it. I do it. Castro does it. Chris Lewis does it. Now it's not to the same extent as a lot of other people But social media is their fishing gratification. Now, once you get past the point where you're done posting stringer pictures, you're done holding up Redfish hero shots for the camera because you just want to get that shot so all your buddies will like it, you progress into more of the tournament side, I think. I think that's a natural progression. I some still people, love hero shots. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, but some people <laughs> never get out of that mode where that's all they're, all they're posting, but they're never going to be a real real serious, serious fisherman like me, you, or Castro would say they're, a, do serious, evolve. You they're do a, a serious evolve guy. You do evolve a
2: lot, man, and you become more conservation-minded because you fall in love with the fish, you really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I sing mine lullabies sometimes.
1: Well, and and there you either get into, I want to show other people this experience through my videos. I want to take people along with me through these videos, or you physically decide I want to take other people out there fishing. I want to take other people to enjoy this, or you evolve to where you're like. I don't want to fish around nobody else because I want to win money with the knowledge that I've gained over the past 10 years of fishing and putting in the work and putting in the grind. So I'm going to do more of the tournament side of it. Like you hardly ever find a guy that is a guide, a tournament fisherman and somebody that's doing a whole bunch of videos. Like there's, you kind of go off on your own path. Now, Castro is the closest that I've seen that puts out great videos and is on the podium all the time. Like, it's it's hard to do both of those because they take so much energy between the two. Um, yeah, you know, I've I,
2: often wondered if he has a real job.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Here. I don't know senior, what he does for a living. Old like I, I really we don't. I have a twin brother that
2: i just never have told anybody about. <laughs> it's multiplicity, right? You're, you're no, it is hard, Michael man. Michael Keaton and you're, you're, you're multiplying yourself. <laughs>
3: yeah. It, it's hard. It's harder as I get older, actually. I mean, I think when I was like 28, 29, I don't know, the lower 30s. I mean, it was it was nothing. But as I get older, you know, kids growing up, stuff like that, got bigger bills to pay and and whatnot um yeah it's harder but i think the reason i i still continue to do it is just because uh, or why it's easier for me is because you know, a lot of guys are doing it really for i don't know i mean i guess their big motive is to go out there and just make a name for themselves and and you know maybe at the beginning that's what it was for me but as i, I, I now i don't really care you know i've i am i've just i i love to video edit because it's it's honestly dude it's I don't know. It, to me, it's like a small little form of art and it just really kind of soothes me. You know, I love to sit there and tinker. And as Chris was saying, you know, the, the remix, you know, it's I love to just sit there and play with videos, dude. I, I really do. It keeps my mind off of other things. It's my stress reliever outside of fishing. And it just so happens to kind of blend together. So that's why I've always been able to kind of just be OK with that. And it doesn't like stress me out or, or I'm not like, oh, crap, it's just what I do at night. I'm a night owl. <laughs>
1: I can I can tell. Yeah. Chris Lewis, man, you got anything else before we get out of here? We've been going an hour and 45, and it is almost 10.30. I'm yeah, getting, dude, it's I'm getting, getting little tired. Little... late. Um, I, th- I think I heard your lady come in and open the door and say, like, hey, get your ass to bed. It's, <laughs> it's 10.15. So that was a
2: mild thing. Was that your old lady,
3: Castro? <laughs> I
1: don't know, maybe.
2: Who knows? <laughs> Could have been my twin brother. Uh, no, man, I uh, you know, we – I think we've beaten this horse enough, man. Yeah. Um, the The spot thing is is real. It's uh, it gets a lot of people, you know, tied up in knots. Um, but you know, we all have to deal with it. Um, just know that if I ever come at you, I'm not coming at you to slit your throat. I'm just going to cut it a little bit,
1: <laughs> just a tab. I, so I think sure, that
2: just the, enough to make you bleed.
1: I think the the whole thing that people should take from this is don't invite anybody to fish a spot that you don't absolutely trust and know that they're not going to talk about it if you want if you don't want anybody to know about that spot but any other spot that you take somebody to just just think about it as you posted it on facebook and you said i fished here and i caught a bunch of fish like just, just expect that other people are going to be there without you. Just expect that other people are going to uh, fish the area if it's not somebody in your small little circle. And I would also, you know, if fishing tournaments is going to be your ultimate goal, keep your circle small. Like Castro was saying, get, you know, one to four or five guys that you really trust to fish with. And then probably then you're you're only going to fish with like two or three of them. You may talk to other ones about places, but you're only going to really fish with with two or three of them. Um, And then just be respectful. Be respectful to somebody that's already fishing in an area that you're coming up to. Ask them, hey man, how are you going to work this shoreline? I don't want to cut you off. Which way are you going? Um, I don't, I don't want to get in front of you you know just ask simple questions to them on the water um, and the you won't have any issues like you won't have any issues at all if you just kind of live by those simple simple little you know little tips and tricks Castro Lewis what you think man you, you live by those simple little guidelines you'll be alright
3: oh yeah it's all about respect, dude. I mean, hey, if you're gonna say something to somebody, do do it in a in a you know, you know, not chop the head off manner. You know, like Chris said, just just give them a little slit.
1: Yeah, and if you I, if you if I'm you feel so, kind of bad about it, don't do it.
2: <laughs> I, I never feel bad about about coming out to people and telling them exactly what's on my mind. Uh, yeah. Drew can attest to that. I don't feel bad about it. I will I will cut like a very sharp blade and you know what because i know it's the way shit should be handled be blunt about it come forward say what you need to say and if you can't get over it and grow up afterwards you know that's the real problem not that you came out and said some shit that needed to be said yeah i think that's a different problem (laughs) that that wasn't we weren't talking (laughs) about none of that we weren't talking about none of that shit but uh (laughs) Is it's it is getting late, man. Um, <laughs> I d- don't just don't don't freaking go out there and, and fish with other people. Fish by your damn self,
1: man. Psh, yeah, f-
2: forget people. People suck.
1: Find a buddy. Find a buddy to fish with that you trust. There you go. That's it. I'm glad well, my
2: skiff only fits two fucking people. Yeah. Excuse me. There's an f bomb
1: there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna edit that out. But uh, with all that said. Um, Castro, where are you fishing for GRS? And Chris, where are you fishing for GRS? I don't want to run into you guys out there. I'm
3: You're fishing in at Pompano Beach for GRS. P-
1: Pompano Beach. That's going to be a long
2: a drive back to weigh in. <laughs> Making that weigh in too.
1: Just be there by what four o'clock. Be there by four o'clock, and you'll <laughs> it's an early be... weigh in,
2: dude. Very early. You'll be good.
1: In. Is the is the weigh in two to four? Two to four. That wasn't too bad. When when is it. the next one? Can you throw that out there? May seventh.
3: May seventh. Sorry. Ooh, yeah. Right May,
1: yeah. May. Yeah. May seventh. Um,
3: Ooh, I might. I might do a little double hitter then. Hey, back come back. on,
1: come on. Okay. Me and I don't know. Me and Chris will be there. We'll be there. Okay. Team Turner Rodko will be representing, and I will be fishing at this time. So that means we will have at least one three and a half pounder, four pound fish. I can promise you that. <laughs>
3: What won it last one?
2: Uh, On the kayak side? Yeah. A little over 16, I think. hmm well, That's pretty good, then. It was a it was like day, though. It was a real rough day. We had a 17-hour incoming tide. Oh, wow. It was stupid. Wow. Okay. Started coming in and rough. never stopped.
1: All right. Well, let's talk about some spots after I hit this in-broadcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here, man. Peace. <laughs> We'll see you guys. We're out. I like that (laughs) AT&T commercial.